Hey, welcome to the uh, November 2016 yeah. edition of the Thrivecast. Yes. This is this is a big time. I'm I'm Greg <laughs> and I'm Jason and, Blummer, and we're doing this live. live and in person. Can you tell it's live from Greenville, Deeper South Weekend. Deeper Weekend. This is number six. This is the sixth annual Deeper Weekend. Yep. And we're still going strong, uh, baby. And it's been and and I was telling Jason earlier. I think this the for me. Blair Ends, he was our speaker. Yep, Blair today. Ends of the Win Without Pitching Manifesto book. Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaker today. I, I loved it. I loved it. It was amazing. It was it was thought-provoking. And I think what we're gonna hear tonight as we're gonna roam and interview people at our special party place. Yep, at Bailey's Tap Room. Well, it's Barley's. Barley's it's called, Tap They renamed it <laughs> Barley's Tap Room. Yep. And Pizzeria. Not a sponsor. I can screw up their name. Yeah, we can screw up their name. We yeah. can totally screw up their name. <laughs> so, but every year we come to Barley's and we do pool and darts and open bar and, and pizza. Foosball. Foosball. And pizza. And pizza. And garlic knots. And what, what we're gonna do is we're gonna ask people, what'd you think about Blair Ian? What did you learn? Yeah, totally different format because this is not this is a live podcast, but this is this is a gorilla podcast. So we're gonna go around. We're gonna we're gonna like hip check our way into their we existing are. conversation yeah. and dominate it and force them to answer That's our right. questions. So can y'all listen? You hear them? Yeah, we're gonna break into the conversation, yep. put their wine down, yep, and we're gonna ask them questions about yep. what they learn, which they may not want to talk about, and we don't care. We'll make them talk about They're it. They're going to talk about right. it, right? Because we have the power and the control in the relationship, because that's something that Blair he taught us. Taught that. Me. Yeah, he taught me that having power and so, control. But before we even get started, on that, we got to do like we always do. Big shout out to our sponsor, you of know, our podcast, it's Avalara. Avalara, hell yes, forever, forever. They've been a, we've been doing this podcast forever, and Aval- they've been a sponsor forever. Avalara for life, A for L, Avalara forever. So get what do what do they do? They do they sales do tax, sales tax. They, like amazing. And, and they're every, you know, they're everywhere. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I hear their ads in all sorts of places that like in podcasts, they, they have NPR, Av- NPR. Yeah. They're on there. All sorts of like real lefty stuff that I do. <laughs> <laughs> lefty stuff. Now they do VAT in other European countries and all kinds of stuff. Uh, like they they're do. everywhere. They're, they're global. Yep. And if you if you don't know about them, your head's probably been up your butt. Probably for a I, long time. It's funny. I said that. I said it like a southerner because it felt like that took the edge off <laughs> for some reason. If, if you haven't heard them, your head's probably been up your butt, sweetheart. Right. That's good. That's, That's good. a lot easier. No. Well, we're in the South because we do right. Deeper Weekend in Greenville, South Carolina that every right. year. Uh-huh. Um, everybody descends, and this is one... It is deeper. It is deeper. It's deeper we, South weekend. That's right. Is what it is. So why is it deep? So what was we we bring speakers in every year like yeah. Blair ends yeah. and we specifically tell them blow our mind. Right. And it teaches something we've never heard before. Right. And another thing we do at Deeper Weekend is we bring speakers that you've never seen at an accounting conference. Right. That's exactly. one of our goals. Exactly. It's not you're not going to see speakers at this accounting conference that you've seen at another one right which is awesome because blair ends he actually serves the creative profession not accounting and it's awesome because he's telling us that we need to uh find our find our market and serve that market so his market is not us right but we're such a cool group right that we made him flush his niche right to <laughs> He flushes it to be a hypocrite. Right. We he we compelled him to hypocrisy 
to be here with us. So he was standing in a room in accountants. Probably he's never probably done. He that hasn't. Before. He said he hasn't, and he and he was excited about it because that's yeah. how we said. But the other thing, not only do we tell him to, to give us content we've never heard before, I and I don't know if you tell him this before, but every year I feel like a huge thing that happens to people who are here is inspiration. Oh yeah, we get inspired by these oh, guys, yeah. and I feel like that happened with Blair with me this yeah. year. And that'll come up as we go and talk to these people. Avalara, go to avalara.com, check that out. Yeah. But right now we're gonna go find some people and we're gonna talk to them about what we learned today. Oh, which reminds me, you weren't here for the last eight hours. There's a chance that we're gonna talk about stuff that we heard about that you don't know Jack Diddley about. Right. And so, so just, we might confuse you. We might, you might be a little bit confused, but I think we're going to, we'll, we'll try to load up the show notes as much as we can to yeah. fill in those blanks. Yeah. So, so bear with us, but I think this is going to be a blast. Let's go do it. Huh? Let's do it. Hip check our way into a convo with some wine and beer. Right on. Okay. All right. We got our first, um, suckers that we hip checked into a convo that we're going to woo. A Michael Wall's giving a woo. Right. And we got Chris Compton here as well. So, um, what 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 is a thing from what you listened to from Blair Ends today that you're like excited about learning? Like, what's the thing that you got juiced up about today during that conversation? Ask Michael first. Okay. Chris Compton does not know, so it's Michael this, Wall first. This, this format's already failing. Okay, we've already screwed up the format. No, this format's okay. You just have to be prepared for the answer. You know, the best thing that I learned today was there's no reason that I cannot charge money to do a diagnostic or review of a client situation to help them make a better decision on how to work together. I mean, I, I've kind of, I've done it a few times and I thought it was all oh, kind of cool, but now I'm sitting here saying, hey, there's a real value to saying, hey, listen, why don't you pay me up front? Let's do some work together. Let me give you some recommendations and then say, hey, here are three of the greatest ways we can work together. What way works best for us? So, Michael, you're saying instead of... But, but by the way, pay me for doing all that work to figure that out. Because what I think most CPAs do and even other professionals is they'll basically find all the problems and not charge for it and say, hey, we found all these issues and let's now work all this out. And now you're only going to charge for solving it, but you could have charged them a whole lot or at least charged them for doing all the other work. And now they're going to, now what they're going to do is you did all that nice work of figuring it out. Now you're going to tell them how much you're going to charge them. You're going to charge them more to make up for all the work you didn't charge. So then they're going to go to the dumb, at, dumb guy down the street <laughs> and have him fix everything. But then later they're going to come back to you to fix everything that the other guy. I mean, messed up. Right. And, and don't you think Thank that, you, Chris, like if it seems like the promised land, if you're able to charge a client to basically have you draft a proposal, because then doesn't, don't you think that that ends up really putting you in the, in the default position to get the business after the proposal, right? What it, absolutely. What it also does is it builds up trust between you and the client because you are demonstrating immediately, hey, listen, share this information with me, have a conversation, and here, here's the value I can deliver to you because you're delivering value with that proposal. Like saying, immediately, you're delivering. Immediately, you're, immediate you're, you're building that trust between you and the client to say, hey, you're going to get a lot more buy-in once you've done all that work than you, than you would have if you just said, all right, now I'm going to propose now that I've figured out all your problems, now let's propose all this stuff. Whereas if you actually set it up as an engagement to start with for the diagnostics and figuring this out, that you're going to be able to 
you're going to have that relationship going already. And everyone knows they hate switching CPAs, so they might as well start right off the bat. It's an easy baby step that leads to grown man steps. Exactly. Perfect. Hey, hey. All right. Thanks, dudes. Thanks, guys. Okay. So what we were talking about with Michael and Chris is basically uh, Blair introduced us to a concept called doing a um, diagnostic is what he called it. Which Which I think we all do. Well, we do. Because like he talked a lot about pricing for it. Right. So basically, which we, we don't know, which, which <laughs> if we work with a client, a, a brand new client, and we don't know what the proposal is going to be. Right. Sometimes we'll blindly propose some monthly fee. Right. When we don't really know what we're getting into. He right. said a diagnostic is always a great way. Yeah. It's an upfront discovery charge. Right. Like, you know, 3,500 bucks to try to figure out what your problem is. And the result will be mm-hmm. an actual monthly proposal right. that we know something about now. Exactly. And there's a couple things with that because one of, the, one of the objections people have to value pricing or to fix pricing at all is go, how do I fix price when I don't know what I'm going to step true. into? Yep. And this is a way where you can get paid to figure out what you're going to step into. And one of the things I thought about it is even a selling point for a diagnostic is to say, hey, listen, if you want me to accurately price, not only are you going to benefit because I'm going to give you a roadmap from where you're at to where you want to right. be, which is valuable. Right. But also by doing that, I'm going to be able to price you better, meaning I'm not going to have to charge you. I'm not going to have to bake in a price for the risk that I assume Ooh. for not knowing what the hell nice. your business is all about. So the about. discovery reduces the risk right. of going into a normal proposal because right. now you know more accurately Right. what you're supposed to be doing for them. And that, that would require some education of your clients to say, here's what, here's how this process is going to benefit you directly, and it's also going to help me get you the best price I can give you for this for this engagement, for the big engagement. I love it. All right, right. so let's head on to the next conversation. Okay, we're okay. back. And this time, we've got some uh, Canadians. Yep, we got a, Jules and Allison Hawkins. And Jules, you're, you sounds like you're from London. I'm originally a Brit, but I live in Canada now. Very good. And then we got Jason. Jason's from Washington, D.C. Say hello, Jason. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks for asking. So That's here's sweet what, of you, Jason. Thank you. So, so I, uh, what we want to know just from people is like from, from today's uh, time with Blair and what's something that inspired you? Like that you, you heard and you were like, I'm motivated to go back home and and do something based on it. You got some, Allison? I think for me, it was the conversation. It was a very brief bit that he gave us about deciding if you were building a business to sell or if you were building a business to feed you now and how that plays out because it's a very different thing and a very different focus and a very different client base and a very different structure. So how, what are, what are you doing currently? Are you building it to, to live? Or are you building it to sell? I don't think we totally decided that. So I actually went back to Jules and said, let's make sure we're on the same page with this before we go forward. Absolutely. That's, that's fantastic. I love it. Jules, what do you, was there something that inspired you? Was it the same thing or something else? It was much the same thing, but we would thought we'd been doing pricing for value to really get our clients to pay as much as they see the value in it. And we thought, no, we've been doing fixed pricing, which just means we promise what the invoice is going to be. We left money on the table. That's not a way to build something that you can sell in the future if you want to do that. That's a nice way to make a living, but we're not going to build anything in the long term. 
Is there is there any ways that like are there any specific tactics that you felt like you got today to be able to switch from more fixed pricing to more value pricing? I think a lot of it was because as accountants, we've been scared and communicating what's the value we give. So a couple of bits we're going to do. First of all, in the pretty early on conversation, we're going to say, by the way, the minimum price of admission is whatever it is, say a so thousand like a bucks min- a month. Implementing a minimum price is a, like yeah. kind of a big And communicating that up front because if somebody, if your minimum is a thousand a month and they've got 250 in mind, thank you. Good luck. Here's the phone number of somebody down the street. So you're filtering clients now with that minimum price to help them walk out the door instead of serving the wrong people. Absolutely. And then the other piece is not leaving the number conversation until the piece of paper's on the table. So it's going to be a case of, all right, just so you know, when we send you a proposal, it's going to be a range of X to Y. And then what we do before we go back to them is we said, okay, we know it's going to be between X and Y. Now we work out what are the services that we do that we can put on the table that really give the client value, but we extract the maximum amount for that price. Right. That makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. Did you, one of the things that inspired me, and, I, and I, I didn't even know if I told you this yet, Jason, it inspired me just like the size of Blair's balls, not literally, but <laughs> okay, figuratively, okay. Because, he, because he's not afraid of getting straight into we'll that out. a conversation about price just no, to get it on won't. the table and almost to like, to like, uh, to, de- to defang the price in conversation. In, in a way, when I think about it, what a relief, right? When you think about, oh my gosh, I don't have to agonize over that for three weeks. I just get it out on the table and out of the way. And now we don't have as much paper to create because, wow, we had pages of our value tacked onto the back of our three options. Those are out the window because we've done that all up front now. Right, exactly. And, and yeah, there's something about just being able, like his whole thing of like leaning into the price and just go, like he said something, he said, if you feel like price might be an objection, like one of the questions you ask early on is like, you seem like you're a kind of a smaller company. Are you sure you can afford me? And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, what are you talking yeah, <laughs> about? Of course you. I can afford you. How much is it? We'll double it. You know, that, that kind of thing. So what about you, Jason? What's something that inspired you from today? Uh, I tell you, I was talking to my uh, Canadian neighbors before you guys came over about the uh, 2016 election. So we we're having some very uh, deep conversation. Oh, fun! Let's right? not talk about that yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we were we were getting. Uh, but thank you for breaking that up because we were, uh, you know, getting into it. That was the service we wanted to provide. We could see we could see you were struggling at representing our country appropriately. We were close. I was a bit nervous, but I'm like, thank you, fellow Americans, for coming and rescue me. Um, anyway, as far as uh, today goes, I tell you, it was a really great event and. Um, as far as the pricing, you know, Dave, my partner, uh, we have software CPAs out of Washington, D.C. and Philly where we're focusing. But it's, it's allowing us to confirm what we're doing is, um, is kind of accurate with, uh, with some twist, right? Nice. Like we need, to, uh, we need to also focus about one thing that we took from the day is that uh, this whole diagnostics uh, testing and potentially charging for that. Nice. I don't know how the client's going to go for that, but I think that's a really good potential yeah. and you go in you talk to your clients up front and you're going to know the guys that can pay for that maybe the guys that can't so for the guys that can you're like listen it's going to cost you this much money and you're going to get this report after you're done and and then we'll go talk about the next steps so that's from- yeah, you're not the actually somebody just mentioned somebody that just said that that's a big, that the was a big deal was so that was a huge deal yeah so that's cool to confirm that that was another thing what's something you said that he, that he confirmed that you were doing some things right Tell us some of one, what's one of the things that you were like, hey, hooray, I'm doing this right. Because that's a big deal, I think. No, it is a big deal. And, uh, and I've, been, I've, been told, uh, I've been told, like, 
stepped aside. I said, listen, what, you, what you're telling me is, and telling Dave and I, is that um, how we're looking at things. We're two years old, and the way we're pricing things, it's, um, we're, we're spot on. What we're doing right, okay, fixed price agreement. Don't be afraid to go in and juice that up. A nice. thousand bucks, two thousand nice. bucks, whatever. Nice. Let the client come back to you and tell you, like, hey, this is a little higher than we thought. Then we start talking, right? Nice. I, I told someone today, our, our the biggest, our biggest enemy as accountants is probably ourselves because oh, yeah. we're like, we always think in numbers, and the way I think of it, it's like, oh, if we charge this guy an extra thousand dollars, that's like one month's worth of rent. Like he can't afford that. That's right. No, let him make that decision. That's right. Not us, right? So, well, you know, you know what I find is true. We often price in a way that that we're comfortable with. Like we don't throw out prices that we would never pay. And, and we, you know, Blair talked about that. He can't, he says, you can't let your price, you know, uh, hesitancy, you know, change how you price your clients. So if we go, I would never hire an accountant for a thousand dollars a month. He's like, stop implying that on top of your client. Cause they may fully pay twice that, you know? Yeah. We're, we're often surprised by, uh, by going in and uh, we might come back. Our pricing sheet might say charge X, and then we'll say charge X plus 20%. And you know what? That works out. And the other thing, too, that um, I don't think we, we talked about today was profitability per, per client. Yeah. Um, looking at your profitability per client and um, scope creep is another thing. Oh, right? yeah. Big deal. I don't think we got into that today. But scope creep, it's like, okay, the fixed price agreement says we're going to do X, Y, and Z, but we're doing X, Y, Z, and A. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's charging for A? So the fact that you're watching that and keeping your eye on that, yeah. that charge, that do those dollars that you charge for A, Roll right down to your profit line. Yep, that's right. right. And become a you become a better business. That's right. Business yeah, for it. very cool. Absolutely. Anything, okay. Dave? Anything you want to add in terms of something that inspired you from today? Oh wow! I, I thought Blair did a great job. Um, so, you know, one one thing that I think is um, just maybe interesting to note or important to note is that when you're talking about value pricing, it's it's important that you actually deliver value, right? So it's no. not it's not yeah. just about big deal. You know, being good at sales and being good at like explaining what you do, but actually investing in learning yeah. and wow. making sure that you have good connections with your clients and always trying to innovate with new products or, or new ways of doing things. So, you know, and when you do that, that gives you confidence. When you feel like you're ahead of the curve, then that whole sales process just becomes so much easier because you know that you're going to give them a really good ROI yeah. on what they're investing in. You. Yeah. So. And, and I'm learning that to, to give that value actually takes time, right? You got to slow down, listen, have conversations, you know, try to care about what the clients, what they value. You can't assume what they value anymore if you're actually going to create a correct price for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, value is arbitrary, but there are some things that are um, standard, you know. So if you're, you know, example is tax planning, right? So are you up on all the latest tax strategies in the industry that you're focusing on, their types of clients? Yep. That you're, so, you know, I think, um, you know, it's just, it's just really important to invest in that. And it's, it's a cultural thing yeah. because good accountants get very, very busy. Yes. Right. And it's right. hard to find the time to continually invest in those kinds of things. So that yeah. you just have to make it a priority. Yeah. Very cool. And, and that's, I mean, you, something that really didn't come up today in terms of good accountants getting really, really busy is that one of the best, like in, in, according to the economics classes that we all took, if you're too busy, that's a signal to raise your damn prices right. so that people, in, with the intention of, I need some of you people to leave me. Yeah. I need some of you to fire me because my price, and we're just too chicken to do that. Yeah. So, exactly. Th thanks, guys. Right. That Thank was awesome. So totally appreciate On it. On to the next suckers. I mean, uh, interviewees. Yeah, stop, stop. Uh, Okay, so now we're here with, with Nisha Bai 
from North Carolina. Say hello. Charlotte. Woo, hi. And Very good. David Wren from not North Carolina. No, I'm from Sydney, Australia. No, you're from the UK? That's <laughs> a joke. It was an Australian yeah. UK <laughs> joke. That, from that, that's so far away. Okay, well, I'm an idiot. Okay, we'll so, cut that out. So what, what we want to know from people, so like I, I felt very inspired uh, by Blair today when he was talking to us. And we just want to know, like, is there, like, can you identify just one, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing, but what's a thing that, that inspired you, that like motivated you to get, when you get back home, like you're going, I, need, I would really like to start doing this. Is there something like that for you? Well, I'm going to implement the Jedi Master Manifesto in my life. That was a good one. Dating, in my dating and my professional (laughs) life. Okay. There were were a lot of times between dating and and, and, uh, and this stuff. So what, do we remember the Jedi, like Blair taught us a Jedi mind trick. I forgot what the four (laughs) statements were. Well, basically, I don't remember them all verbatim because I'm drinking, you know, my wine, but it's basically like I rock and I'm a badass. Yeah. Okay. And And, you do it before you go into a proposal. Right, right. Right. And and you will listen to me. Yeah, that was I. Okay, I'm remembering this now. He said I, you're supposed to tell yourself, "I am the expert. I am the prize." Yeah. Remember that, right? That's right. Which, right, I'm the prize. Absolutely. That's right. I've screwed that one up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. No. No. There, there was. <laughs> oh, sorry. The gist, right? I am the prize. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. That's good. And and is like, do you? Do you not feel like you approach your customers? How do you feel like you approach your customers right now? I do approach them like that. However, I, I, I beat myself up every year and I'm like, damn, I underprice people. Like, I am going to go home and raise the hell out of prices. But we talked about not beating ourselves up yes. too, right? Yes, Didn't we? yes. Right. But I am going to raise prices because my value is so much higher than what I've been charging. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, it's, so it makes it's, I think it's often true that accountants could probably double their price which Christine Walsh here just walked up. She has actually an example of where she doubled the price on one of her clients. Isn't that right? That's right. Tell us the story. So one of my clients, I kind of realized that they were, you know, high, um, what's the word? Like as uh, Blair said, they are like chomping at your ankles kind of. Ankle biters is what he said. That's right. Ankle biters. (laughs) And um, so I kind of said, hey, look, you know, I think we need to increase your price. Um, and double your I, price. I think we need to double your price. And he was like, what? You know, and he said, basically, like, um, you know, at what time does it make sense for me to go out and hire a, a, a bookkeeper full time at my office? And I said, well, go ahead and do that. It'll cost you about thirty to forty thousand dollars for a basic bookkeeper. And then you'll need somebody who can oversee them. So that'll be about another sixty thousand dollars. So I think our fourteen hundred price is looking pretty good right now. So. Yeah. So exactly. what you did, what Blair taught us to do is to anchor our price against someone they may have to hire. And, right. And when you compare that to getting a firm, your team, right. your and expertise, I, we look a lot better. Right. And I think it really shows the value of what we're doing because it's the value compared. I mean, it's saving them a ton of money if they had to go yeah. out and hire people. And by the way, like go out and get them a computer and a desk and, right. and then manage them yourself. And that takes away your time. It's, it's, it's huge. Well, it's, it's the whole, I mean, when we were all in school again, we learned how to do the, the, uh, the make versus buy, uh, you know, how to do that math and, and calculate all that. So basically, you, you were basically doing that for your client to show that they needed to buy you instead of make it in-house. That's right, yeah. So and it, you it used the really comparison well. of, an, of them hiring an internal employee and, 
and that was an anchor against what they yeah. would have to pay to, to hire I, your and firm. I think that does really show our value because, I mean, to get that kind of level of service, because essentially, from me, they're getting a controller and an accountant, you know? they Maybe not sitting in their office, but somebody they can call any time. And so no. it worked out. And, and not just to show the value, but it helps to quantify the value where you can say here, like you, you broke it down. Here's the dollars, 30000 for a basic bookkeeper, 60000 for a, for an accountant. and Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Honestly, I've, I've doubled prices twice, and it worked out both times. Well, so That's fantastic. So, David Ryan, tell us what inspired you or maybe possibly something you're going to try to implement when you uh, head back to the um, U.K. <laughs> I, it's a joke. It's Australia, right. okay? New, I'm New joking. <laughs> Everybody just freaking chill. Everybody confuses it. Anyway, I, th I, think the fundament I think the fundamental thing was there was just so many gold nuggets of information that came out of today. Um, what, it, what I really got out of it was the... the what you really need to do is slow down and formalise that nice. engagement process rather than, because as accountants, we're, we always just want to jump in and yep. help people and yep. give the answers straight away. That's right. And we're giving away all those answers and that, all that value up front for nothing, you know. And then, and then we go and sort of think, oh, okay, how are we going to recover that? We'll do their tax return which is a commodity service. That's right. They can get that anywhere. And so we don't actually recover it on the back end. We don't. We, so, we, we give it all away. So... I think one of the, the, the great things that sort of came out today was um, one of the things that I'm already doing, which is looking at clients and sort of saying, okay, I've, I've uh, implemented practice ignition in mm. our firm. Yes. So what we do is we actually have a menu of prices and we sort of say, we're going to do these particular services. This is what it's going to cost you. And we sit down with the, with the client and go through this engagement process and say, okay, the total services adds up to say $7,200. We'll do it for you for $6,500, payable, you know, every, every month. And uh, Practice Ignition will handle all the, all the payment process, all the, the, the engagement letter, the proposal letter. It just does all that stuff. So, so, what, so what you're saying as accountants, we need to develop actual processes, not only around our technical work, but around selling, proposing, pricing, contracting. Do. It's all very important we part do. of and, running our firm. And, and Blair sort of brought out that today was that, Hey, there's a sales process, huh? Yep. We've, we've, I yeah. mean, because accounts are not salesmen. We, we just don't do it. That's right. We don't do it very regularly. So, so we, we actually probably need training in that. I agree. I, I'm going to start using the word process after today. I love process. Process is so cool. It yeah. is very cool. Yeah, yeah. process. Which is Canadian and Australian for process. <laughs> right, we learn. Right. It's... it's but one of, one of the things I've sort of started doing um, when, I, when I don't go through the engagement process, I sort of look at the client and I sort of say, okay, what value am I bringing to the client? And I charge them what I think they're willing to pay. Yep. And then I add another 20% on. Love it. Hey, does that, yeah. does, does doing things like that ever like bring fear? Like, is it a fearful thing to actually charge more than you, you feel comfortable charging? It, it scares the heck out of me, okay. but nobody's complained. And that's good. So you, so you just become bolder in doing it. Well, and I think that's one, I mean, one of the things that I remember Blair saying, and, and I remember it from the podcast, and I remember it from today, and even from his book, is he says, get comfortable with the silence, because the silence is powerful, and if you're comfortable with it, you can use it as a tool. What do you guys think about, about the power of silence? Anybody? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's an incredible point, because I, I'm so quick to jump in and solve the problems, yeah. and I think we just got to stop 
and pause and let the client talk to us and listen, because I think they're willing to pay more than what we think they are willing to pay. Wow. And if we'll just be quiet for a second and not try to solve all the problems, I think it'll come, come for us, you know? And I think, I think the other thing too is we've got to believe in ourselves and know that we're actually worth it. Nice. We actually bring a lot of value to these clients. We are worth the fees that we, we charge. And, and the clients do get their money's worth out of us. So do you think a lot of accountants actually don't believe in themselves? They don't think they're actually valuable? I don't think a lot of them do. I, I think a lot of them fear confrontation. So they, they fear that the client is going to reject them on the basis that they're, they're charging too much. But that, that's also a, a communication thing. Mm. Accountants aren't taught to communicate how they actually bring that value, how they save the tax. Wow. Um, and, and the fundamental problem with the accounting profession is here is your financial statements, here is your tax return, here's a covering letter, and here's a bill. Yep. So and that's, that's not what, the right process. That's what the client sees. That, and that's all they've got. That, that's the only thing they've got to, to judge you on is, is that tax return and that set of financials and the bill. But there's so much more to it. So much more. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Loved it. Great insights. We love you guys. Okay. And here we are again. We, uh, this time we got, we got Brian Colvin, who's from North Carolina, another North Carolinian. Right. And we got Alexis Kimbrough from Atlanta. Um, so we've been asking people uh, from what Blair was talking about today, the whole time we were sitting through there, was, what's something that for you personally, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing, but what's just something for you that was very, that was like inspirational or motivational that you're like going, okay, that's something that really clicked with me that he was saying today. Oh, okay. <laughs> me first. Alexis first, okay. apparently. Um, okay. So my biggest thing was kind of like the visioning and getting the desired outcome, getting the client to explain that to you with like the th three-year question. Um, Do you remember the three-year question? Yeah. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So if you and I were sitting down having coffee three years from now, it's October 27, 2019, and you're really happy. What is it that's happened in the past three years that you're really happy about? Wow. And then getting the client to explain that to you, or potential lead to explain what, that what to is you. The, what is the purpose of them answering that question? Like, what does that do for the, for the sales process you're taking them through? Yeah, so you're trying to get them to give you the overall vision, and, and it helps you to kind of frame where you're going to kind of take them in the conversation nice um and figure out what the result is that they want from you nice um, and how you can kind of position yourself within their desired outcome yeah. um and then that helps you build metrics off of that and then you get them to define the value of that and then you have your pricing guidance that was the best for me i tried it tonight and it it worked you already what, tried wait, how it. did you try it i had a i had a lead call at six so i i talked to what? So you already did it. You're, you're like, Dad, you're like you, she gets an A for she a She is applying this stuff is in this, like it was in a two-hour time period. How did it go? It went good. It went good. The lady just started talking. Like, she just kind of really opened up her box and just kind of told me the vision. And then I'm like, okay, she wanted to make $100,000 in the next 12 months. Okay, cool. Well, remember he was like, what if I could guarantee you that? Yeah. How valuable would that be to you? And she kind of danced around the question. For Did a you while. say ask her that? Yeah. God, Alexis, I'm, I'm like scared out of my shorts just listening That's to you. That's usually She's, courageous. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, I mean, it was like, it was trial and error, right? I mean, you blow stuff up. And that what That's you what you do, Alexis. So like, you we'll you are not we'll scared of anything, though. Um, so, yeah, she was like, she wanted to make $100,000. I'm like, okay, so what, you know, how valuable would that be to you? She kind of danced for a while, but then she's like, 
mm, I think I'd play a percentage of, you know, the income. And I was like, oh. And I just stayed silent. Remember, he was like, silence. So finally, she's like, uh. She is killing this. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> so you did great. Like, uh, I think I'd pay twenty-five to $30,000. Good answer, right? She'd pay 25% to 30% to okay. make $100,000? So what? So what? You, uh, you, what were, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What were you thinking sh- this person would, would answer as a percent? For $100,000. Oh, I didn't know, but I can tell you I what. I was thinking 3 or 6%, something like that. 25 or 30 that's, again, why you need to shut up and let them answer the question. Because I would have said, oh, would that have been worth maybe 3000 or 6000 bucks?" And they were like going, oh, yeah, that's what it's worth when they're really going, you know, five times. Well, you know, you know, a normal process with something like that, who's with a client who might want to make 100000 I might say, well, I'll try to get them at a $300 a month, you know, retainer or something. Mm-hmm. But when... But Alexis went through the process of what Blair Inns taught us and got the client to say I would pay twenty five grand. Yeah, because if that's you, mind blowing. If you can guarantee somebody a hundred thousand dollars more next year, then how much is that worth to them? They don't have a hundred thousand now, but I'll I'll hand you a hundred. Would you give me how third, much? A third of it. And that's a that's wild. You wouldn't so, get there without me. You're pretty much saying you wouldn't get there without that's me. That's right. So, and um, so so yeah. even though you get a hundred more, you have to give twenty five to me, but you still, yeah. got, 75. You still got seventy five. It's still more. a deal. Right, it's still a deal, right? So it's I'm still valuable. A but now my understanding of that is that's you wanna anchor your top price against like if I could guarantee you that then I then you okay. then you tell be good me paying twenty five thousand bucks. All right, tell me more about that. What yeah, what that are you doing be, with an anchor guarantee? The, yeah, that would be the maximum. So now she's told me what she's her max of what she's willing to pay if I could guarantee her that that amount of money. Well, so that's the I, highest I'm not saying option. I can guarantee her that amount of money. So that would be the highest that I would end up going. But she's the one who told me that price. I would have not. You're, I'm with you. I would have been like, yeah, around three thousand yeah, yeah, dollars, four thousand really. dollars a that's year. That's right. But that's not what she said. So now you have a very different price range to work with. She's defined the value for her. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Okay, so basically, if you would have charged four, she said twenty-five. You've got a better range, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. hers is a lot better. Yeah. So what we're learning is what somebody already said, that clients are willing to pay us a lot more than we're asking them to pay us. Right. Probably because we do not value ourselves highly enough. Right. And you, so you get them to define the value for, for you. How much are you willing to pay for this? And, and, wow. and with that initial question of in three years, if, if you're super happy with me, what, what did I do? You're also, they're mapping out for you what services they want rather than you going, maybe I could do this for you. And so they're really kind of dishing it up hot and ready right out of the microwave. That's right, baby. Cool. That, that was awesome. Uh, Brian, anything? You can't, you can't follow? Brian can't follow. You, you can't, is, it, is it pass? Are you just saying pass? No, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. But that was, that was just awesome. So, yeah, um, probably the transition period, um, part of the conversation, and... I learned that just kind of putting the, the, the three choices out there and being quiet and seeing what the, the client says. And if they say, give us some time, we need to think about it, take it away, they need a few days, at least getting down to the point of asking them which ones they like or what they don't like and if we've answered all the questions and trying to get to the, the getting them to commit to something. So I think that was the important piece that I learned today and something that I need to do better ads. And that, that reminds me, because one of the things that I thought was really great, and it's not rocket science, but the whole idea that you want to know 
who all the decision makers are. Cause that's a big part of it too. You can provide these three options to somebody and they go, I like option B. And then you go, okay, sign online. It's like, I'm not the guy who gets to pay for it. So I can't do it. Was that, did that resonate with you at all? Not, not at all. No, but no, no, I, I, no, I didn't. <laughs> we'll cut that part out. I, I'm pretty good at that. So I don't know. Maybe it's some, you, you work on that. I'll work on my piece. <laughs> okay. Note well to, said, Brian. Note to self, stop putting words in people's stop mouths. Okay, I'll do, like. that. I'll do that. That's Very good. good. Okay. I should shut up and let that That's talk. Right. Yeah. All okay, right. Thank good. you, God. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is, okay. this is cool. Right now, we're, uh, we're, we're with two actually returning podcast guests, Adrian Simmons. That is right. Who was on our podcast for the, uh, for the lab, the Thrival Lab. That's right. And Ian, who was just on the podcast a couple months ago, Ian. who blew our... Who blew our uh, yeah. Our, uh, he, blew, he blew everybody's mind the, with marketing. The SEO. And we yeah. got to say your last name, Ian Vason, Vason. right? Yep. So, um, from, with, from Carbon. Now, so he's with Carbon. Yep. But, but Ian, you were hanging out listening to Blair Ian's to talk about sales, though you're a master. Blair was fantastic. Blair, I mean, when you talk about selling, it's something that's uncomfortable for everybody. And, you know, when you talk about the different points of that, you know, most people, we talk about the value conversation, but there's so much that has to happen before that to get you prepared. What do you well, think, Adrian? Well, what, what, is the, what is one big takeaway, though? Like, if you were to, I mean, I don't know. What, what would be a takeaway if you were implementing it in a firm, which you're not? Because <laughs> you own a software well, company. Uh, we're all in the same boat. I think it comes down to one of the things he said was you should never, ever have a send a price to somebody that you haven't actually verbally communicated them beforehand. So don't send a proposal don't before a proposal you tell them what it is. Before you tell them what it is, what the price are going to be, because otherwise you're going to be racing yourself to the bottom. So I wonder why, why, I wonder why it's important to tell somebody a, a price before they read it on their own in because an email. You're, you're going to anchor. So what you're going to do is you're going to anchor them and give them expectations. So you can read them in the moment to be able to figure out exactly well, why, you know, what is it the price said about the price that either they did like or they did not like. And I, in that moment, can then figure out how am I going to craft my packages? How am I going to craft my low and my high and get to my midpoint? So it's an so it's really an emotional thing you do in the selling with a with another human, just oh, spending I, the right time to sell in the right selling, way. Selling selling is emotional all the way through. Wow. I mean, it's emotional for you as the one who is the seller. It's also emotional on the buyer because that's when you go to the value. The value is not just a concrete quantitative number. It's substantive on just the number. It's on the emotional components and all the things that you're going to deliver and the value they're going to get, and then you're a sub amount of that value as well. Wow. So basically, Adrian, what Blair Inn said is value pricing is not math. That's kind of summarizing what you were saying, Ian, right? Pricing is not just simply math, is it? What does yeah. he mean by that? Um, well, I think part of that is that you know, value is, this, in the eye of the beholder, it's inside that person, right? It's not outside that person. It's inside that person. So it's, it's, it's an emotional way that they feel about the thing you're trying to sell them, I exactly. guess. Exactly. And the price is really the gateway to the change, right? So the idea is to find the price that catalyzes the change. And, and that's what you're, tr you're trying to achieve. So at the end of the day, it's really even not about the dollar figure. It's really about what do I need to do to help you step into that change You've already described out in your value conversation. What's what, going to get you to do that? What do you mean? Because he brought up before, this is an Adrian Simmons quote. It's not about what you charge. It's about what you're going to change. I think that's what you said. Isn't that what you said? 
Yeah, well, that is. That's well, what, what did Blair Ends mean when he said pricing is about change management? The buying process is, oh, a, I love is, that quote. is change management. Yeah. And I, what, is he, what does I he mean? He, he said something along the lines of uh, the way a person buys is the way they change or the behaviors that lead them to change is the behaviors that are going to lead them to buy. Wow. He referred to, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. Um, it was a hard to pronounce name. Yeah. But he had eight different ways to change. This was really insightful. I thought... Because everybody's going to be at a different point when they come to meet with you. I think our goal as sellers is to, is to identify the thing that's actually going to help that person change. And it's not going to be the same for every buyer that comes to us. But there are some common themes of, if I'm meeting you at this point, this is what's going to cause you to change. And so that's what I'm going to work to. Or if I'm meeting person B at another point, it's something else that's actually going to make them change. As a seller, I'm really helping change the future by helping each person change their future and identifying the doorway they need to walk through to change that future. Dude, I, I thought deep. a lot. I, when it came to that change management stuff, there was that book that I, I don't know if you read it, Ian. It was it was one called uh, Switch by the those brothers, the Heath, the Heath brothers. brothers. Yeah, have yeah. you read that one? And I thought about no. all that where it's like you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta like deal with the elephant, which is like the emotional side of stuff. You need to deal with the writer, which is the intellectual part, and you need to smooth the path. And it's like, yeah, that's change management. That's exactly what selling is too, because purchase. I mean, somebody said. Every, per, every buying decision is emotional first, and then they rationally support a decision they already made emotionally. So, but, you, but you still have to feed that writer. You got you to gotta show the, 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 uh, the emotions. This, is, this makes you feel good. You got to help logically get the writer there, and you got to smooth the path, make it easy for them. And I think this leads to one of the other uh, key concepts, and I've heard Ron say this before too, the customer is the product. Is the what? Is the product. Wow. The tax return is not the product. The accounting system is not the product. The you know, projection system isn't the product. The customer is the product. So when we're pricing the customer, we are pricing the product. And that's really one of the key concepts behind value pricing. So my, only, my only add to that is I agree, except for the clarification is that the customer has to be able to walk down the decision-making and realize for themselves of what they're trying to obtain. You cannot force that on them. They have to have that self-realization. That's what I would argue the value conversation and the four conversations they're about. They're a, a, to enable the customer to realize the potential and then to assist them through the process of valuing the potential to the point that they're ready to make the decision. I believe that's part of our job as sellers is to actually step them through that process. And that's what those four conversations are designed to do. I just want to be one clarification. Okay, While you guys deep. cannot see this on the podcast, this is an animated discussion with hands waving, <laughs> eyebrows going up, and I think Adrian Simmons might have just dropped the mic. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, exactly. But we can't drop these because Barrett Young, <laughs> right. our, our longtime member, he loaned them to we, us. He loaned them to yeah, us. So we can't we mess with these mics. Yeah. So thank you for not literally. That's yeah. why we're not letting you hold them. Right. So, so you, yeah, because Greg yeah, and I will th hold them. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. That yeah. was totally cool. You guys so, rock. Yeah, All right. thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. That, okay, so All right. uh, so that so here's a, so some heavy stuff in the sales he process, heavy, man. Heavy stuff, dude. And and it's one of those things where I, at this point I'm like wondering if like everyone listening to this podcast who didn't come is like going, oh damn, I <laughs> I should have gone yeah. to that. I would be if I was. Listening. But but let's just wrap it up. What was something that Blair said that that inspired or motivated you that you're like, I really need to do that when I when I get. Back to Greenville. Well, yeah, <laughs> which we hold we're, deeper we're we get there. in Greenville. Right. Well, you know, one thing that hit me was that we, I've been practicing value pricing for many years, and it, and it is an experimental thing that you practice, so you never get it right. right. That's okay. Yeah. But I, I, 
I was reminded again at the high value that I have to help another human walk through some type of change process Mm -hmm. and how I'm their guide through that and how powerful that is. And the sales process, lo and behold, is a change management process. It's about another person saying, I see that I need to change. Uh I see that you're the one to walk me through it. And I see that you're in control of the process. You have a way to do it. And I'm willing to to assign a high value to it if, in fact, I'm willing to ask for that money in return. Right. And they will pay it. And so I'm learning... It's it's probably about time to really raise our prices pretty significantly to reflect the value that I know we can give people. Right, that's awesome. For me, I I mean, really, the most inspiring thing for me was listening to Blair. He he seems like he just has taken everything he does with sales and has like turned it into almost like a game for himself, where he's like he's like I'm just gonna see. It's almost like he's just effing around with people. He loves the like, game of like, sales. He's like, what if, like, he, he he's able in the, it sounds like in the moment of sales, he's able to step out and go, yeah, what if I just drop a huge price and then I refuse to speak and it's just what see happen. what happens, you know? Or what if I do, what if I do this? And, you know, and, and it's, it's really cool because I think that I usually approach a sales conversation yeah. where I'm, where I'm just, I'm just, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm a little all bit of us anxious. Are. All of us are. Yeah. And, and I don't need to be because, and I think this is, this is maybe a luxury that comes to people after you've built, like if you have, if you already have a book of business and it's more or less stable and you're paying the bills, yep. that's when you can go to a new potential client right. and you can F around with it and you go, I really, I got little to lose. If well, I don't bag this client, I've already got a, I'm, it's not like my kids aren't going to starve. Right. So then you can start going, you know what? How about I, how about I highball this guy and yeah. see what, it, see well, what's going to happen? You know, I think we have a, we have a lead right now that um, is a potentially big lead. And mm-hmm. um, I think what you're saying is if, if you have your bills covered and you're doing well and you're growing and you find a potential lead, you can risk losing it. Right. Go ahead and practice this high value and sales process that Blair Inns taught us mm-hmm. and risk losing them. Right. But you never know what you're going to learn. And you never know if walking into that with a price double what you normally price, right. you might win it. I know. And then you'll yeah. flip out. You do. It feels pretty out. good. It, it feels, feels so good. good. And so, so, I mean, one of the things, and just to kind of wrap up our podcast for today, um, is that the thing we, I was also inspired by you mm. this weekend Nice, because we had a conversation yesterday before the deeper weekend even started about what thrival is and kind of almost, it, you didn't say it like this, but it was almost like the mission statement for thrival yeah. is to, that we're going to, we're going to help our members have hope. Yeah. We're going to help our members be brave right. and we're going to help our members to well, clarity, to Bring, clarity, clarity. clarity. Yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. The first First two inspired me. The last one, not so much. Right, you but, forgot it. So that's <laughs> good. The first two really spoke to me. That's right. So, but that's huge, and I think, and we're seeing that, and it's exciting. Yeah. To be here with these people and yeah. seeing them, and particularly, and I don't know, it's me projecting, but I think, I think we were able to see an example through Blair of how to be brave, and I, and I'm hoping. That, well, even like listening to Alexis. Talk Very about being brave. She like, just did it tonight. She's like, yeah, she's like, I just learned this and I'm doing it today. Well, and she and, said, I'm just gonna drop the drop the question and see what right. happens. And, you and know, it I, worked. I think that's and that's the that's the thing about the thrival community. It is mm-hmm. full of brave people yeah. that are really that are ready 
to be changed. Yeah. They're ready to go through the process of transforming their clients. Mm -hmm. They're willing to be challenged to slow down their sales process, to double their prices, and mm -hmm. start seeing what it really feels like to make a lot of money mm -hmm. with clients who care a lot about you and are thankful for, right. for what you're bringing to them. And you can have those kind of clients, right. but it takes you know, people reminding you that there's hope that you know, if you yeah. if you feel like your firm's out of control, um, it you can take it back from mm -hmm. your clients. If you feel like the clients are running your life, you can take it back. There's right. hope. Right. There, you can be brave. Yep. And you need in, you need to be in a community of other brave people. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but then there's clarity because building a business is very confusing and yes. it's hard. Right. And there is a way forward, mm -hmm. and so a community like Thrival um, right. can help you have clarity to know how to do it for, right. and move forward. That was a conversation I had with Peter. Uh, Get Garrapi, yeah, Peter Garrapi. Is he? He was like, I've never been to a conference like this because, and and I was like, well, I've been, you know, I've been to Verisage conferences, and they're a yeah. lot the same. And he was like, but they're not all accounts. And I was like, it doesn't matter. And the more we talked, I went, no, you know what? The more it does matter, yeah, because not only, I mean, Thrive Verisage events are awesome, yeah, oh and yeah, you know, the learning and the content there's fantastic, but you've got people from the legal profession and the right. IT profession and right. the, and the, uh, accounting, advertising accounting, and, and yeah, accounting. Yeah. But here it's like, not only do you get this great content, but everybody here is somebody that you can just talk shop with. That's right. About what it's like to run an accounting firm. That's and right. That's a huge deal. One other thing that you said is interesting. Cause you said people can get excited about what it's like to make a lot of money. And I was, and, and it's funny cause I felt like myself, like there's some weird reactive thing where I recoil from yeah, that. Yeah. But I understand that that's because there's part of me that for whatever reason on some level feels like I don't deserve to make right. a lot of money. Right. And it made me remember a quote, and I can't remember who it's from, where the, the quote is, we don't get what we want. We get what we think we deserve. Wow. And that's huge. And, and again, that's part of the thing is we've got to, before we can sell anybody on our services, we got to sell ourselves on the value well, that, we, and, and that I think, we provide. I think what you just said sums up the state of our profession. Yeah. We don't believe in ourselves. Right. We don't think we're valuable. Mm -hmm. We don't think we change people. We right. think we only do tax returns. And right. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. You can transform lives by actually running a firm because yeah. you're serving small business right. owners who are scared. Right. They're confused. They have no clarity. They're not being brave and you can speak into their life. And you know what? You can ask them to pay you a lot of money for right. the value that you create right. in their life. Right. And it's, it really blows your mind yeah. when people trust you that way. Yeah. And you can make a lot more money. And yeah. you should. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Well, what, I mean, again, we got to just say thank This has been a blast. I've this had is a, awesome. So much this is so this cool. Tonight. We, we did the live podcast this year a little bit different. It's yeah. just gorilla. We're walking around. Right. Interrupting pool games right. and foosball. And, and we apologize if the recording is rough. We're, yes. do, we're, we're hoping this works. We're best. learning how. But we also got to thank, I mean, again, thanks to Avalara. Oh, yeah. We couldn't do this without their support, without, cool. their, without their sponsorship. That's right. And uh, Jennifer Blummer, our producer. <laughs> right, yeah, Jennifer Blummer, our producer. <laughs> she, Greg's looking at me she's, like. She's a, big, she's a big deal. Yeah, she puts <laughs> this together. And then Aaron Dowd uh, is our podcast engineer. Right, and, and he's he, going to clean up the heck out he, of this podcast. We're getting our value out of Aaron That's right. this month. For Sorry, sure. Aaron. So, yeah. But this is, our, this is our live, our live uh, show for this year. We hope you loved it. We had a blast recording it and talking to all these great people here at Thrival. I think hopefully, and maybe I'm putting too much work on Jennifer's plate, but hopefully we'll like, get Twitter handles or something for everybody that you heard from in the show notes. So if you want to connect with them oh, and ask yeah. them questions, do that. You can get a hold of me on Twitter. How do they do that? At Greg Kite. 
That's my handle. What about you? So you can get a hold of me at Jason M. Blummer. You can also, you need to follow at thrivalcpas.com. Yep. And Thrival, if you don't know yet, is T-H-R-I-V-E-A-L-C-P-A-S. Yep. And you can learn a lot about what we have going on. And we're growing. And we're, we're actually, we're letting new members come in. So yeah. if you're ready and you think you're ready to be brave, we're the community right. for you. What do, what do they do if they want to, because you got uh, like a, a, a monthly phone call too. What, yeah, what so, do they do to get signed up yeah, for that? So to learn more about Thrival now, you go to, um, well, there's not a link. It'll be in the show notes <laughs> to this podcast. So we don't have a landing page yet. No, but we what, do. In the future, when yeah, this when this podcast we do drops, and will. there will be a link. There will be a link. And where do they right, go to find it? Right. And you go to the show notes <laughs> to, where you'll see that link. That in link the that exists in the future right. where you are, Because we're listener. talking in the past right, right now. You, sort of. But it's so every month I have a one-hour Thrival introductory call with me to tell you what Thrival is about, how we help you you know, yeah. have hope, be brave, and give you clarity and running your firm you got clarity clarity i right, got that got now. that's locked um, in so it's once a month sign up for one of those calls you can ask me anything you want and we'll tell you uh you know how you can join thrival yeah. too and we'd love to have you right on yeah we'd love to have you. and uh and I, I, next month we got our secret stash episode oh, it's which is fun. always a blast so we got a couple of super fun ones in a row not that they're not all super fun that's right it's been a good time oh also if you want to know more about what blair ends is talking about you can go back into our past podcast we interviewed him like a year and a half year and ago, a half ago or something yeah like something that. like that and so, it was so good it was so good so check that out too guys we're so thankful that you came in listen to this that's right it's been a blast for us we hope it has been for you too yeah we got a whole another day of learning tomorrow we're going to get our minds blown again uh, and um we're going to do some work together as uh as firms we're going to break up into groups and start coaching each other in uh in our sales processes so let's go have fun man yep let's do it okay and we're, we're out of here we're out of here thanks Bye-bye. guys